0: now. they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 185, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer news, products, and opinions. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. And for you first-timers, we're glad you found us. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. Au. On this week's show, Fitbit announces new activity trackers. Optus reveals new ways of making cashless payments and the limited edition turntable for fans of legendary rock band Queen. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at Kensington's new Trackball mouse products and the device that can replace all of your cables on the go. In the Tech Guide interview, we talk to actor Greg Grunberg about his pivotal role in Star Wars The Force Awakens heroes and of course his gadgets and tech habits as well and we'll finish it off with the tech guide help desk and it's all brought to you by netgear australia's number one brand of home wi-fi products and norton the company to help keep you and your family safe online a lot to get through so let's jump straight in We mentioned, several, uh, we mentioned Fitbit's new activity trackers. There's actually only one tracker. It's called the Fitbit Alter. This is a new activity tracker, a new wristband, a wearable device. Fitbit, they are the leaders in the fitness tracker category. They've had uh, several very successful products in the past, particularly the Fitbit Charge, the Fitbit Charge HR. Uh, the Fitbit Surge, which is more of a smart watch. Well, with the Fitbit Alta, they've kind of taken it up a notch. They, they've increased the size of the screen. There is a, a module that sits inside the device, so that the there's a little stainless steel module with an OLED screen that's actually uh, removable. You can actually change the band. On this device, so uh, the band itself there is available in your regular, regular, and there's also a steel and leather bands, so you can change it up a little bit. But this new device, it does uh, everything you come to expect from the Fitbit. And, and by that, I mean it, it, it counts your steps, uh, calories burned, distance you've traveled, active minutes. It does have an OLED display. So it's, uh, it, it is a, la- a larger display. It can be viewed in portrait or landscape. So portrait is uh, for, for the letters to run across the screen. So if you're looking at your wrist, the, 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 the writing runs left to right. Uh, in landscape, sorry, in uh, in portrait mode. So landscape was left to right. Portrait mode means up, so uh, up, up top to bottom. So if you you turn your wrist, the text will run top to bottom of the display, which I think is a lot better, especially with a band uh, and a screen of that shape. That's a clever move. I think some of the Samsung Gear Fit had that feature too. Where you can actually turn. The, uh, the screen on its side so it's easier to read the Microsoft Band 2 which has a similar uh, shaped screen and uh, doesn't have that feature and you're finding you've to turn your head sideways to read the time and to read your information so one of the only downsides of the Microsoft Band 2 which we reviewed a couple of episodes ago but we are talking about the Fitbit Alter. this is a device that's going to be available in a number of colours so as I said you can change out the bands uh, there is a new feature on board though that will try to get you to reach an hourly goal of 250 steps so per hour you think about it you that adds up say you're awake for uh you sleep for eight hours so you're awake for 16 hours so 250 steps per hour that adds up to a lot by the end of the day but uh that's just one of the many new features it also recognizes activities so if you're out walking running biking uh, even recognises cardio workouts. So you can even tell it you're doing a dance class or you're boxing or if you're playing basketball, soccer or tennis. Uh, so that's a handy new feature as well. One thing it's not, though, is not waterproof. So don't take this in the water. It can handle a splash of water. So if you're washing your hands or you get caught in the rain, that, that's no drama at all. But you can't submerge this, so forget taking this swimming. This is also a smart device as well. It will give you all your smart notifications like your text messages, emails, calendar alerts, things like that. Uh, The Fitbit Altar is going to be available in March. It's going to be priced at $199. And the uh, changeable bands, there's the classic fitness bands, they'll be $49.95 each. They'll be available in several colors. There's also the Luxe Soft Premium Hide Leather bands. They're going to be available in graphite, pink, and camel colors, $99.95. They'll also have a Luxe Hand-Polished Stainless Steel band, which will be priced at $169.95, and the gold version of that band will appear later this year. So all you Fitbit fans, the Alta will be out next month, March, priced at $199. You'll be able to pre-order it now, and the device will be released through major retailers like JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman... Officeworks and Rebel Sports. So Fitbit Alter coming your way. If you want to see what it looks like, check it out, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Cashless payments, a lot of lot of those around at the moment. You've got Apple Pay, soon to have Samsung Pay, and you can just use, uh, you do tap and go with your credit card. Well, there is another that has been around for about a year now. That's called Cash by Optus, which, as, as the name suggests, it's a, a service through Optus that allows you to link an app to an, a bank account and use the money in that account Uh, to use as a tap-and-go service, so you can make purchases up to a 100 bucks each. Now, the beauty of that is that you don't have to have your credit cards. You can use your phone. So if you had an Android-powered phone, a a compatible Android phone with NFC, and you had a Cash by Optus SIM card, because that then completes the circle, it it knows that uh, the SIM card's attached to the app, which is attached to the account, uh, you'll be able to make your purchases. And that was that was great, but so it allowed you to be cashless, so you can just carry your phone around, and it would make the transactions. Well, but what happens if you leave your phone behind, or if you use a phone like an iPhone, for example, that's not compatible uh, with this service at, uh, back then? So. That question has been answered. Optus this week came up with two new products to get around those incompatibilities. So if you do own an iPhone and you want to use cash by Optus, you can. And if you even leave your smartphone behind, they've come up with a solution for that as well. The first one, we'll talk about that then, the the uh, the, the cashless solution. And the phoneless solution is the cash by Optus band. Now, this is a, a, a thing you wear on your wrist. It has the NFC chip on. board linked back to your phone and to your app so it already can authorize payments even when you don't have your phone so say you're out on your jog or on a bike ride or whatever you don't have your phone you don't have any your wallet you can still use the wristband which is a lot easier to carry around than a phone or a wallet and you can still go make your purchase so if you're out for a run you want to grab a smoothie at the end of it you don't have your wallet you don't have your phone you're still in business with the cash by Optus band. You can just wave it over the pay wave terminal. So like you're making a, 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 a tap and go payment, but just using the wristband as well. So uh, really handy, that one. The next is cash by Optus sticker. Now, this is a a sticker that's got, obviously, NFC on board, can stick on the back of a phone that was traditional or that wouldn't have been compatible on its own. So uh, any non-Android phones without NFC, for example, an iPhone, now with the Visa, the Cash Optus sticker, uh, which is powered by Visa PayWave, I should add. So you can now stick this on the back of your iPhone and link it to your app and then to your account. And now you can use your iPhone and you tap the back of the iPhone where the is located to these uh, PayWave terminals and you can make a purchase, again, up to 100 bucks, linked to your account, safe and easy without having to carry the cold, hard cash. Cash by Optus, two new ways of using their service. Uh, the, the Cash by Optus band, which you can just wear it like a normal wristband, use it on the go without the phone. You don't need to have your phone with you or your wallet with you. You can just use the band on its own. It will make your payments. And the Cash by Optus sticker, which can stick on the back of your iPhone or any other non-Android or Android phone. Even some Android phones don't have NFC. Most of them do. The ones with NFC are compatible with this service straight out of the box. The ones without... Uh, you need the Visa Paywave, the Cash by Optus sticker to enable the Visa Paywave service. And you're tapping into your own money to, from the account linked to the Cash by Optus service. Handy way, going cashless has now become even more mobile and more flexible. You want to see the pictures of those new products and how it works? Go to techguide.com.au. Well, hasn't vinyl may, made a massive comeback? It's, it's been building year on year, and it's, it is just getting even bigger. A lot of people are returning to vinyl. Some people never left, but there are a lot who are coming back. And if you're a fan of vinyl records, you have a lot of vinyl records, and if you happen to be a fan of the legendary rock band Queen, you'll be pleased to know there's a limited edition Queen by Riga turntable Uh, There's a hundred available, so you better rush in. If you're a Queen fan and you love your vinyl, you better rush in and claim yours. Only a hundred of them. The way you recognize them is they have this beautiful piano black finish. They feature the Queen, the band's logos, which were actually designed by frontman Freddie Mercury. Uh, they 're seen on the edge on the right bottom right edge there 's also a plinth that goes over the turntable that 's got a beautiful design uh, from one of their album covers. And uh, it, it looks amazing. It's, it's black. It's, it's gloss black with these logos. Looks terrific. And obviously, designed for audiophiles, lovers of vinyl. So uh, you're not going to be disappointed. It's not just a glorified Queen merch. It is actually a Riga turntable. Riga the, it's the, it incorporates the RB101 Tone Arm technology. Uh, it's part of the plug-and-play family of Riga turntables. Queen cut 15 studio albums. And the release of this turntable coincides with the re-release of their box set, a special remastered coloured vinyl multi-disc box set. Uh, these, the, the set was uh, has all those albums and they were sourced from the original masters that were cut at Abbey Abbey Road Studios. So double bonus if you're a Queen fan. You've got this beautiful vinyl multi-coloured box set, a beautiful Riga turntable to play them on. Uh, so you should be in heaven. Now, under the hood, it's got a 24-volt synchronous high-performance motor, and this reduces noise and vibration. Uh, Also has Riga Carbon Moving Magnet cartridge with an optional upgrade to the Riga Bias 2 cartridge. So uh, if if you're a vinyl head, this is a pretty decent turntable. Now, vinyl sales, just uh, before we finish up with this one, vinyl sales last year, Reached a twenty-six-year high in sales, and year on year, 2015 was 52 percent more higher sales year on year than 2014. Pretty, pretty amazing. The rise in sales, experts say, is attributed to millennials. Millennials who discovered vinyl. Now, millennials are these people, these young people born after 1980 and they are the ones that are embracing vinyl and giving it this resurgence that we're seeing. Amazing stuff. The Queen by Riga limited edition turntable, you have to go to techguide.com.au to check it out. Uh, It's priced at $799, and there's information on where you can buy it, uh, what website you need to click through to if you want to make this Queen by Riga turntable your own. You're listening to TechGuide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Now today, we live in a connected world and criminals are working overtime trying to find new ways to steal your personal information. I'm talking to you your personal information. The team at Norton is dedicated to keeping people safe online no matter how or where they connect. So whether you're paying bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet, or banking on your laptop, Norton's got your back with the latest internet security solution, norton security premium this is working behind the scenes to keep your information your identity and your devices protected it also comes with secure pc cloud backup so you can back up and save all your personal files photos and videos and all your other memories that live on all your devices for more information about norton security premium and how to protect your online life check out au.norton.com tech guide. now A Tech Guide Review with Stephen Fennig. All right, kicking off our reviews for this week for episode 185 is the Kensington Mouse Trackballs. Now, we we do use a computer most of the day. Most people are in front of a computer using a mouse most of the time. And you just think about how we use the mouse. There's a lot of movement involved, especially for our wrists, our hands. We move about the desk. So this repetitive action can lead to injuries, can lead to other problems. But the solution may be the trackball. Now, for those who don't know what a trackball is, and Kensington make two of them, they're the two that we tried, the Expert Mouse Wireless Trackball and the Slim Blade Trackball, we heard about the trackball and the advantages they have over a mouse, and we decided to t- sort of give ourselves a little challenge and see if we could adapt to this trackball using it with our computer here and see how it goes compared to a mouse. And I've got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. The trackball has many advantages over a mouse, and I'm going to go through them right now. Now, just to explain, the trackball has a ball sized trackball inside the product, which you then roll around to move the cursor on your screen. So there's no movement of the device. You roll the ball, and that moves the cursor. And depending on how you set the sensitivity, you can move the cursor a fair way on the screen, the arrow on the screen, just by rolling the ball within the trackball. Within that little product, and it doesn't move. Unlike a mouse, which has to be moved around the desk to move the pointer, the trackball stays still. So, that is one of the many advantages which I'm about to go through. Uh, there are also four programmable buttons on each of the products. One of them's wireless. The uh, the expert, which is 149.95, that's wireless. The slim blade trackball, which is sleeker is uh, he's, he's, he's a corded product. Wouldn't it be great to have the, the Sleeker without with the wireless? That's the, the product that we would use. We did try both. Uh, so going through the advantages, and there are a few. Here's the first one. They are, our trackball is ambidextrous. How many lefties out there have tried to use a regular mouse or, or a mouse that's obviously designed for a right-handed person uh, and come away disappointed. Well, no such worry with the trackball. They are built for lefties and right-handers as well. So no discrimination there. The other advantage, they don't need to move across the desk, as I just mentioned. Whether with a traditional mouse, you are moving it across the surface of your desk to get. If you if you if you're running two screens like we are here in the Tech Guide Studio, this is our everyday computer. We've got a 27-inch iMac and a 27-inch Apple monitor, so we have quite a bit of distance to cover. So if we want to you move the mouse a fair way, we're moving the mouse on the desk about 15 to 20 centimeters to achieve that. Well. With a trackball it doesn't move you just roll the trackball and it then covers that ground for you so it takes us to our next advantage is they need they can be used in a really small space so because it doesn't move the only area it's going to take up is just the width of the trackball, uh, which is about 13 centimeters, we measured around that 12 and a half, 13 centimeters. So, if you're working in a tight space and you still want to move the cursor around, you can with the trackball. Another advantage is they're more accurate. You can uh, The trackball has, has so many sensors to give you a bit more precise movement. Uh, it can It's a bit more fluid, consistent movement. So people like graphic designers, gamers are attracted to a trackball because it does offer that accuracy and precision. The other advantage is they're more ergonomic. Now, as I mentioned, you're not moving your hand or your wrist too much when you're using a trackball. The only other the only other movement involved uh, is the scrolling function with the Expert Wireless. There is actually a a scroll wheel where you uh, around around the ball is this wheel that you you can t- twist around like a dial and that becomes your scroller. With the Slim Blade, you simply twist the ball around. And that is your scroll as well. So not only is it your normal trackball, if you are twisting it like a dial, the ball responds to become the way you scroll on your desk, on your on your website, on a website or on a document. So just those advantages alone, uh, I think it's it, we were we were taken with it. Like I'm still using it right now, and I'm sold. I think. It did take us a little while. You got to remember, we've been using a mouse for 20 years, 25 years, and pointing and clicking is just uh, is a subconscious thing you do. You just do it with a the mouse. There's no thinking about it. With the trackball, it took us a little bit to get used to where we were putting the mouse uh, and we're putting the pointer, and then had to find the click. So I had to find the button, which are programmable, by the way. So that was something we had to consider as well. But it didn't take us long. We're, we're now pointing and clicking and doing all kinds of things a lot easier right now. So I, I put it to you. Why don't you take the challenge? The Kensington Expert Wireless Mouse trackball is one forty nine ninety five. The corded Slim Blade trackball is one fifty nine ninety five. And you can read our story at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated, this is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. I mentioned at the top of the show, one of the products we're going to talk about is a device that can replace all of your cables on the move. And that product is the Echo Connect Key. Now, it is the size and shape of a key. And the thing with it is at one end is a USB connection. At the top is a micro USB connection. And on the other side is a lightning connection. So this is something you can, which can literally fit on your key ring, can fit in your pocket, can fit in the palm of your hands. You can now carry with you whenever you maybe need to connect your phone to your computer, whether it's an iPhone or an Android device. You've got both connections, and you've got the USB there as well. So if you do want to get some power maybe from your laptop or you may have one of those portable batteries but you, you didn't bring the cable with you which is often a hassle to bring a cable as well this can connect those as well it's flexible it's made of flexible rubber so it's pretty It's uh, it's pretty durable uh, so if you need to bend it slightly to, to make your phone fit into a certain space and connect to your computer it can handle it so for those times where you need a bit of juice whether it's through your battery whether it's through your computer or you maybe want to share some data there's a video or photos you want to download you Computer or share to your phone from your computer. This is a way to do that as well. This is a. It's got a fully licensed Apple Lightning connector. It's got fully certified MFI charging. It's a charging cable as well, fully certified. Uh, it does. It, it is small enough to fit in your pocket, as I said, with flexible, durable material. So forget taking around your tangle of cables. You'll see the Echo Connect key. Key is priced at twenty five bucks. It's available from SimTech Technology. There are photos of me holding it in my hand. That is, it's it's so small, it fits in the palm of my hand. can also fit on your key ring. If you're out and about and don't want to take your cables, the Echo Connect key is the way to do it. And if you want to see our pictures and read our review, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Techguide. Now, a Tech Guide interview. Techguide. Our Tech god interview this week is with Greg Grunberg. Now, Greg's been an actor for many years. He starred in the uh, show Heroes a few years ago, was also in Lost, uh, has more recently appeared in Star Wars The Force Awakens, where he plays X-Wing reconnaissance fighter Snap Wexley. He's got lines in it and everything, and he's very close friends with J.J. Abrams, which he will describe. We ran into Greg Grunberg at CES. We were waiting for an interview and happened to notice him in the distance. We sat down, said good day. 45 minutes later, we were still chatting with him. I did mention the fact that I have a podcast that I'd love to feature him on, and he gave me his card and said, get in touch with me. We'll do this. And lo and behold, he's a man of his word. I caught up with Greg Grunberg on the weekend. We had a chat. And here's what he had to say. Well, Greg, what a pleasure it is to talk to you on the Tech Guide podcast. How have you been going?
1: I'm great, man. I'm so glad we ran into each other at CES uh, because this would never have happened. And it's just cool. I love this kind of thing. I love meeting people on Twitter. I love bumping into people. and, And, you know... We met years ago. It's just great. So great. absolutely,
0: yeah. Thank you, mate. I think you're very, very gracious of you, very kind of you to chat to me. I think I was waiting for a, an interview at CES, and uh, and I saw I saw you over there. I think I'm going to go home and say good day. And, and and I did I did interview you years ago when you were, I think it was oh uh, eight or nine when you were on Heroes. But yeah. uh, what a pleasure it was to see you and me being the biggest Star Wars fan in Australia. I ha- had to say hello as well, uh, spotting Snap Wexley in the distance. Mate, you've got to tell me, how was how was it being in a Star Wars movie?
1: It was everything that you can absolutely imagine, plus the added value, which is the most important thing, of working with your best friend. You know, I, <clears throat> I people know that I have a close friendship with JJ Abrams who is so brilliant and and everything but what people don't realize or some people know I've known him since we were 5 you know he's yep. literally one of those super old friends that that is more like family than anything and it's just it was just added so much and he he also JJ and it's you know from the top down he 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 provides such a level of confidence and calmness and a security on set and a fun playful atmosphere so we had so much fun even though it's the you know we knew we didn't know who knows that it was going to be such a well-received movie financially and and critically but we knew that it was one of the most important movies ever only because there's such a rabid fan base and people wanted to see it absolutely yeah you know and I had had such a small part in it but I'm talking about on the grand scheme of things like from their you know from Disney and their perspective this huge movie yet you wouldn't be able to tell jj makes it so much fun for everyone yeah and we
0: had a blast awesome and you played snap wexley of uh you know you've made it when you make the uh the star wars visual dictionary i'm looking at you You right now uh, snap wexley i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna read this to you snap hails from akiva and outer rim world oh you got your action figure as well uh, he was uh, he, he was uh, an Outer Rim world. He was an Imperial base unit. It was liberated by the New Republic. He's the son of a Rebel Alliance Y-wing pilot who flew at the Battle of Endor. Now a captain in the Resistance, Snap is the best recon flyer in the force, with a keen eye for trouble and the piloting skill to evade it. So you were the one who found out there was a weakness at Starkiller Base on your recon mission. So the you are the hero of the movie
1: yes Yes. Yeah, you're right without my knowledge without my recon there would have been no you know no nothing to go on we would have been just flying into the dark would never have made it before the sun goes down would never have been able to conquer that planet you're, you're right i mean snap Wexley. and by the way my lineage i didn't know any of that stuff you know and it's so much fun to to hear about that after the fact and then hopefully be an important part of the movie where you know, uh, I'll be able to do the the, the next two movies as well. So. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask you, that was my next question. So uh, do we know, uh, have you got the call-up for Episode 8 and 9 yet?
1: I haven't. Um, I would imagine, you know, that that they. I, who knows? I don't know what the script is. I don't know what the story yep. is. Um, but if it's a continuation, which obviously it is, yep. you would think that you know they would need the best recon flyer. Absolutely.
0: In the alley. <laughs> so tell us what it was like. You were sitting in an X-wing. Where? So where was that film? Take us through that.
1: So that was at uh, Pinewood Studios uh, outside of London, and it's so historic. You know, you're driving through that lot, and I'd never been there before. I'd shot in London. I've been you know to London a million times, um, but to actually drive through where you know there's. Uh, Every reference to James Bond and yeah. to some of the other just massive movies that have shot on that lot.
0: Was it the original excited. trilogies were there too, weren't they? The original trilogy shot at that same studio, Pinewood.
1: Yes, yeah, Star Wars was shot there yeah. too. So you're driving and you're you just know that you're on hollow ground. And you get to the you know we, we, we got to the um, the area they call Circus, you know where all the trailers are and everything. And it's massive. And there's cars lined up to take people to set. And and then people are everyone's dressed in cloaks because they didn't want to let anybody know, first of all, who was in the movie. Uh-huh. And there were spies. People had drones. They, uh, TMZ <laughs> and all of these other, um, you know, paparazzi, they had drones flying overhead. Even though it was, you know, it's a huge lot. I don't know where these people were, but they were trying to get any secrets they could. So we had to wear, what we, you know, costumes, but then also these dark cloaks over it. And, as well, wow. It was just so cool, man. It was, It was. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's. It, by far, I, I will never work on something as big or as
0: cool as that so sitting in the x-wing you uh, so, hey, I, t- talk us through that so, what what happened there
1: so so then i get the call okay we're shooting this scene so then that day i go and i know i'm going to be in the in the x-wing and oh yeah wait no actually we had another x-wing you, there's a, there's a scene where i'm working on the back of my x-wing i saw that this, yep yep and so i i had that experience we sort that was at a place called Greenlee and all of these incredible, you know, uh, ships and 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 creatures and robots and things walking around, and the Millennium Falcon's there. I mean, it was just <laughs> like what? It's like, I mean, honestly, walking through the movie—it's the best Star Wars experience ever. And uh, and I'm a big fan, so I was going out of my mind. Anyway, the day comes, and I'm and I'm going to be actually dry. Uh, flying this thing, and it's on a gimbal. It's the actual. <clears throat> it's you know, it's it's the. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's the piloting area. It's, it's the pilot seat and the and the controls and everything, the cockpit. And then behind me is green screen, uh-huh. and it's all on a gimbal. So I'm, I'm going to be sitting there, and I'm holding on to the yoke, and they strap me in, and they strap two cameras in. And it's like flying a, a, an X-Men. There's somebody controlling it, so it's almost like a mechanical bull at a bar. <laughs> and I'm just holding on for dear life, and they and they have in my ear – or no, on a on a, walkie, on a bullhorn – they're yelling out the uh, you know the lines. Okay, say that line, say that line, say that line. Okay. And I'm saying various lines that they can use at any given time yeah. while this thing is moving around. <laughs> so it's you know we got you, Poe. Watch out for ground fire. Um, <laughs> you know all those lines. I said them all, said them all, whatever, thirty times. Then they said, okay, there's a series of these other lines we want you to say, and I refuse to say them. Ooh. And Those lines were, I'm going down. I've been hit. <laughs> uh, Almost, I said, no, you got to so make I'm sure like, you're so in the so next it, movie. Uh, yeah, I want to be in the next movie.
0: <laughs> what about this scene? There was a scene that you, uh, at the Resistance Space, you shot. I, th- I think there was um, Carrie Fisher was in it, Harrison Ford was in it, uh, I think um, Poe Dameron was in it. So that, that was a pretty big scene. A lot of people stayed in, in that one. What was that like?
1: That was uh, the, the co- one, probably the coolest moment for me um, outside of Bob Iger showing up on set, who's the head of Disney. Yeah. You know, that was crazy. But. Being in that scene with all of these legacy characters and the new characters, and we're all standing around, and also Ken Leung, uh, you know, who's also in the movie, and just amazing. And they're so professional, and even though they are who they are, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford and Anthony Daniels and everyone, wow. they all made us all feel welcome, and, and it was just it was in a good spirit of like, all right, let's try that line again and whatever. Just the okay. way the, all the TV shows are that I, you know, there's a huge level of obviously this is a big movie in Star Wars, but we had a blast. And then when I watched that scene, I'm just, you know, <laughs> it's like, I, 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 you know, and then and and there's some shots of me and I'm just blown away, as blown away as anybody else. I'm such a fanboy. And I can't believe I had a, an opportunity to, to play that role. Wow. JJ is the best friend anybody could ever have.
0: Absolutely. Well, we should talk about it. you. You've done you've done quite a, a, a you got a huge body of work. Uh, the other the other thing, probably most recognizable thing, and I saw this in my in person at CES was your role in Heroes. And people, you were Matt Parkman, you had had the telepathy. And just while we were sitting at CES, we had two or three people come on and want to take photos with you and you pre- pretending you got the, the telepathy. Is that one of your uh, more recognizable roles as well, the people stop you in the street for?
1: It was. And by the way, if you remember, you and I were sitting at a uh, fold-out table in the, <laughs> in the middle of a parking lot. Like, yeah, we that's, right. Even in CES. that's
0: right. Yeah. When I
1: was on the floor at CES, I just had to keep moving because people, that audience it's the same as comic-con yeah you know there's a very rabid um very loyal fan base and they're yeah. all smart and they all watch things over and over and over again so they you know they have specifics that they want to recall and talk to you about and stop and take pictures yeah it's just wonderful man it's so great and heroes yeah that was the biggest um kind of iconic role outside of this Yeah, heroes people watched a couple times and people still watch it on uh, netflix and dvd and stuff yep. but not like they're picking apart heroes or I shouldn't even say that, like they're enjoying over and over again. Absolutely. I mean, Star Wars is it's just a whole nother level and it's it's wonderful. <laughs> I mean there there I've seen memes online where it says, We're with you, Poe, and it's like that's a line <laughs> that people there's a line that I said that was classic that I can't repeat. Because hopefully we'll use it in the next one or the next – there were a bunch of – remember I told you a bunch okay. of lines yep. I said yep. in the cockpit, yep. one of which I'm like, that should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> and it just didn't work in the movie, and J.J. rightfully cut it out of that scene. Yeah. But um, it's an iconic kind of line that I hope I get to say again or – you yeah. know, but it's, it's, it's just amazing how people appreciate even the smallest thing. Absolutely.
0: We should explain why you were at CES, of course. You were there uh, in your, because you'd been in Star Wars, so you were on the Sphero stand, was it, for the BB-8 uh, droid? Yes,
1: Sphero um, uh, invited, and they were kind enough to, to fly me out there, and I made an appearance at their booth. You know, BB-8 being the most successful toy so far this year. Yeah. I mean, it was just everybody wants the little version of it or whatever. It's so great. You have it right there? Oh, I love it. Yeah, we have it over here.
0: It's
1: just adorable. <laughs> JJ created that, by the way, and it's just it's Is amazing. it
0: true that he, he sketched that on a napkin? Is that a true story?
1: Yeah, that's what he says. I mean, I wasn't there, but that's he he said, you know, he's JJ with people, I mean, it's no surprise. But he is a brilliant musician. He writes the themes to most of the music. Wow. He wow. co-wrote and sang the song that's in the um, the cantina scene in Star Wars. Oh, uh, you know, when they, when they open the door and you hear. Yeah. That's JJ. <laughs> so it's fantastic. And he wrote it with the guy who created Hamilton on Broadway.
0: It's ah, um, a great they- bit of trivia. What a great piece of trivia. I don't think anyone knew that.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. And also, um, he JJ wrote the theme to Lost, which was one note. If you remember, it's just yes. boom. And that's the theme. Yeah. Wrote the theme to uh, Felicity Yep. Uh, he's just so, and theme to Alias. He's so so talented, and all. And one of them is he 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 can draw. He's a very accomplished, wow. um sketch you know artist and uh, an artist. So he yeah. I, I don't. I, I believe that story one hundred percent. He probably drew a, a, also a very detailed version and gave yes. it to the toy guys.
0: So there's what little... uh, what are you working on now, Greg? What's coming up? You said uh, there's plenty of stuff on. What are we? What yes, are we going to see got... you in next?
1: Well, I've got a uh, a show that's going to be on AMC called Geeking Out. It looks like uh, with me and Kevin Smith. Like too. I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be on After Fear, The Walking Dead. It's a it's a show where it's two geeky two guys who have access to friends that are very very talented in uh-huh. making this stuff, and we are just as big of geeks as anybody else. So it's a really great show, well, a half hour that appreciates all the stuff that's geek.
0: Sounds great. And,
1: and then um, I've got a startup called demandjam.com okay. that people can check out, which is big artists, music artists, small shows. Uh, so it's when you hear about the Rolling Stones playing that little bar down the street or this and that, uh, you'll be, if you if you give us your email and your a cell phone number or just your email, we will let you know and give you an opportunity to buy those 200 tickets to that thing. And, and a portion of it goes to charity. So it's uh, really fantastic. cool. It's de- demandjam.com. And other than that, I've got, you know, I've got my normal acting stuff. I'm on a show called Life in Pieces uh, on CBS here in the States and, and just enjoy my family. So it's great.
0: And you also do some charity work with your band. Is that right? You were telling me about that at CES. Is that still going on?
1: Yeah, it is. We're going to Puerto Rico and playing a party for Wells Fargo. We, we, all of the money that we raise outside of, you know, uh, money for beer and um, (laughs) and, uh, rehearsal time goes to the various charities that we support. And we've got, we had at one time Hugh Laurie in the band, but it's, the band now is James Denton and and uh, Bob Guinea, Scott Grimes, me, uh, Jesse Spencer, who is, ah, uh, is an Aussie. Aussie, yes. Great, great awesome. guy. He's very talented singer and guitar Brilliant. player, piano player, okay. uh, fiddle player. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's called Band From TV. B-A-N-D From TV.org is where you can learn about that. And please, if you're booking a huge band, don't book the normal talent. I know I love I love them. Book us because people love us. We play covers and it's fun, and the money goes to charity. Absolutely, and that's the most thing.
0: great plug, mate. This being a tech podcast, I need to ask you some techie questions. So let's start off with social media. What's your What's your go to social media type? What are, What are you What's your favorite?
1: Well, you know, I've got three boys, and they kind of keep me current. Uh, and, and you know what's happening and the latest stuff that's that's trending and, and working. Just people seem to be jumping from one to the other. But I'm a Twitter guy, man. I'm yep. you know at Greg Grunberg on Twitter. I've got a million and a half followers. I'm not going to be able to build that up anywhere else. So I'm sticking with Twitter. Yep. I, I think they. I love the idea of them switching to ten thousand word limit at, instead of hundred and forty. <laughs> Look uh, out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the talk right now, and I think I think that's smart. I think it'll be a way. If you think about it, it'll be be a way for people to self-publish. I think that's where that's going. Yeah,
0: right. Okay.
1: So I think that's uh, interesting. And, you know, I have a Facebook page and I have, um, you know, I have a a Vine and I have a Instagram. But I really use uh, Twitter to start with and it propagates to the others. Fair enough.
0: What about uh, phone? What are you, an Android or or an iPhone man?
1: I'm an iPhone man. I've okay. been an iPhone, man, what
0: awesome. about a tablet you a tablet user ipad
1: I uh, yeah i use uh i use the new ipad pro which yeah, is yeah love it
0: i've got that too love it
1: oh and you buy the iPen, and you can sketch and you can annotate and you can i mean there's so much so much use plus with the keyboard suddenly you've got another mobile device absolutely and are you
0: uh, i'm assuming then you're a mac mac person not a pc person
1: I'm a Mac person. Um, although I have to say, I don't really use, I'm using this for Skype, but I don't really use my. Well, I do use it for writing. Okay. Um, I do have a. I, I've got a new um, comedy that I that I it was Shonda Rhimes that we're doing for ABC. Yep. And I've got a Paramounts uh, movie and a comedy I'm writing for Paramount, so I do a lot of writing. Yep. And you know, the laptop I use the the Mac Air Pro. I mean, the Mac uh, MacBook, MacBook Air. Pro.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. And and you just answered my next question. You're a laptop user rather than a desktop user.
1: Yes, for sure. Fantastic.
0: Absolutely. And what? What about? And so, you are you a? Do you like the? You said you use an iPhone. Are you a iPhone six plus? Are you a go big or go home kind of phone user, or you like something a bit smaller?
1: Well, I mean, you know, uh, look at the size of my action figure.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm a big guy. I need the big phone. And okay. yeah, the six plus for me is like a little. It's a little big screen TV that you can take with you. And I consume so much of. And I think everyone will. I, I think that the. the, the you know, people putting these big screen TVs or these big TVs in their bedroom; those days are gone. I think people really sit in bed and consume their like elect- either on a laptop or I mean, I watch not laptop but an iPad. I watch so much from Netflix to Hulu, you know, to whatever. I wa- I consume it all on yep. my iPad in bed. Absolutely, even with my wife, yeah. We'll, we'll watch it together.
0: Even even like I've got three kids as well, and none of them watch television. They're all watching their their content on devices.
1: Yeah. That's the way it is. I mean, there was a joke a while ago where I was doing a pilot, and we were like, oh, we hope we, I hope we get picked up. Hey, this is going to run on watches. And, and it was a joke before. It's not a joke anymore. It's like, if you get a show that actually runs Amazon, can you imagine Amazon has some of the best content out? That's where we buy our underwear and toilet paper. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> Greg, I could talk to you all day. We're going to have to bring this interview to an end. It was such a pleasure to, first of all, meet you again in CES. Thank you so much for agreeing to our interview. Uh, We are very envious that you've been in the Star Wars universe. I'd give my right arm to play a tree stump in Star Wars. You are Snap Wexley. So congratulations on that. Congratulations on keeping us entertained, mate. We really uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today.
1: Hey, I have to tell you, Steven. It's uh, the best part about being in Star Wars is meeting guys like you. I really, I, I mean that. I mean, come on. When would we be ever sat down and met? It's just great, and I appreciate you. And I would do the show anytime. Thank you. Hey, I'm in uh, Star Trek Beyond. Ah, we got to talk about that when it comes out.
0: Absolutely. Well, mate, when when that is in theaters, we will get on Skype and we'll chat to you in, or hopefully, we'll I'll be able to interview you in person. So uh, I'm looking forward to that.
1: That'd be awesome. You take care, man. Thanks, mate. Keeping you updated and
0: educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is also proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Have you got Netflix? Well, you need to get a Netgear Nighthawk X4S modem router and take your gaming, movies, and streaming to the next level this summer. With MU-MIMO, that's multiple user, multiple input, multiple output, and quad stream technology, you'll enjoy faster speeds, reduced buffering and lag, and simultaneous streaming to all your devices, so there's less waiting for your favorite movies to load. And with increased range from four high-powered antennas and amplifiers to increase coverage, dependability, and performance, you can enjoy smooth streaming all summer long. The Netgear Nighthawk X4S modem router, check it out at netgear.com.au to learn more. Tech now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide help desk. We did get a question a a listener was asking about tune-in radio and the best way they can hear it in the car without actually having to activate it in the car because you aren't allowed to touch your phone. So apart from the – you probably would be able to use tune-in radio if you happen to be listening to the phone as you enter your car. And then once Bluetooth takes over, it should then stream through Bluetooth. So apart from that being the solution to getting tune-in radio to be playing through the radio before you get in the car the question was how do i get it to play in the car without having to touch it is there a way it can be activated automatically unfortunately there isn't not that i know of anyway so playing it at the start before you get in the vehicle having it playing on your phone and then letting the car take it through bluetooth that's one solution but you got to remember there's also other ways and and if you do happen to drive a car with car play which allows you to connect your iPhone. Uh, If you've got Android Auto, it also lets you connect that as well. With Android Auto, you can actually use your voice to open the app Uh, and get this thing all working just by voice. So that is possible to operate that just with your voice. But with CarPlay, if you're using an iPhone, it puts up on your display all the apps that are able to be used while you're driving. One of them would be TuneIn Radio, a great way to be able to access it. You're not actually technically touching your phone, you're touching your car system. So that's one way it can work as well. So if you don't want to be, uh, if you want to be listening to TuneIn Radio, you don't want to miss out. They are the ways to do it while you're Driving in your car. You're listening to Tech Guide. And that is our show for this week. You can read, read about everything we've had we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, we love hearing from you. Info at techguide.com.au and also give us a rating on iTunes. We love to hear people's reviews of our podcast. You can do that at uh, at iTunes. A special thanks too to our sponsors Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi Fi needs, and Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. It's It's been great having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us again next week for episode 186. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.